This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 7.33 on this Saturday morning. No matter where you are this morning, downtown Vancouver, Metro Vancouver, the Fraser Valley, other parts of BC as well, you likely have noticed the smoke and the smoky conditions. Looking outside the windows of the TD Tower where we are, it's uh, tough to see very far. We can see the buildings around us. Uh, Beyond that, the haze is thick. So what do we need to know when it comes to our health and when it comes to staying healthy when we do have an air quality advisory in effect? Christopher Carlston is a UBC professor in the Department of Medicine and joins us on the line now. Professor, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Uh, People are concerned, uh, I think, not just people who might have things such as asthma or existing conditions, uh, but just going out in this uh, weather with the air quality advisory. uh, How concerned should we be? Well, I I think what you're alluding to perhaps are are the healthier uh, amongst us. Um, And I, I don't think there's really an acute concern for healthy people in terms of simply going out. Uh, I don't think we should all be staying indoors. We have things we need to do. Um, but I think it's really about curtailing the intensity of activities and limiting the activities to our uh, priorities, really. Uh, because, because that's exactly it. And I was hearing from people this week saying they felt more tired or they felt kind of drained. Is it, is it our bodies dealing with the fact that we're breathing in this air? Perhaps. I mean, it's, you know, t- fatigue is complex, but I, I think, first of all, honestly, there's a very uh, uh, emotional exhaustion from this. I mean, I think we're all uh, a bit frustrated. Um, we're used to the beautiful environment and the vis- visibility that we t- typically have and have lost, and it's stressful, it's anxiety-provoking, and, and surely, I think, um, just inhaling this smoke, even if it doesn't have any serious long-term consequences, um, it is a bit of a shock to the system, Um it does probably cause some inflammation even for healthy people. Nothing that's going to cause long-term uh, harm. Uh, but, yeah, I think collectively uh, it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good way of putting it, because it, the emotional exhaustion, because you're right, people look outside or go outside and think it's another day of this haze and this blanket over us. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a reminder, too. I mean, there's nothing really good about this, but if there's any potential silver lining... Uh, gray lining, I guess you could put it, <laughs> uh, is that it reminds us just how lucky we are and how we have to work hard uh, to continue to have good air quality. Because even on the days when you don't see the smog, there are there are days that the air quality is not great, um, and you just don't see it. It gets it has to get pretty high before you see it. But you know we've been living uh, for decades um, in this environment where we're struggling between development uh, and and having a pristine environment and trying to, to, to partner together to have the right balance. And we just have to remember that it doesn't take too much uh, to tip the scale into this kind of uh, worse air quality. Uh, you're absolutely right, because if you've traveled at all, you know what it's like if you've traveled to, to countries where it's it's like this all the time, maybe not this bad, but it's got that, that burnt, uh, smoky smell to the air, and there is that haze and smog. The first thing you realize when you land at YVR, when you come home and you walk out, is the smell and the clean air. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, as, a, as a professor, I've traveled all over the world, and I always am grateful when I come back just for those reasons that you mentioned, Jill. And it, it doesn't take that much to tip the scales, like I said. It's really strong policies and a strong ethos of, 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 of putting a high value on, on these uh, natural qualities, including the water and the air, et cetera, that um, behind the scenes people continue to fight for. And 
um, I'm part of, of the collective that says, you know, let's not take anything for granted. Um, you mentioned, too, in the, the quality of, that we're looking at in Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, it's not going to lead to any long-term health uh, consequences uh, from, from spending some time in it. What about when we head to other parts uh, with the number 49 was the, the air quality number that was in parts of Kamloops uh, these past couple right. of days? What about something like that? Even that, you know, so these scales are, are they can be confusing, especially when they are designed for 1 to 10 and then they go to 49. Um, I even had to think about that for a bit. But um, even even then, I still would say for healthy people, um, you're not going to have an acute effect. The, the, because th- these levels of 49, et cetera, they're, they're the same as places like Beijing have all the time, and you, you don't see people just, you know, collapsing uh, in the streets of, of Beijing, for example. But there are two caveats. One is that, you know, if, if you consider yourself healthy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have something lurking um, in your health. And, and I, want to, I don't want to scare people, but let's say you're an older individual who doesn't have any known uh, health conditions, well, potentially could be developing uh, atherosclerotic uh, heart disease, which just happens with aging in our society. Um, and that's why the elderly are considered at risk, regardless of, of their personal knowledge of all of their health factors. Um, it's just a matter of getting older and our bodies have less reserve. Um, but still, e- even so, I think in in Kamloops for these brief periods, it's not like 49 is is five times worse than 10. Um, because there gets to be a point, um, and this is a little bit technical perhaps, but there gets to be a point where um, it's, it's what's called exponential, and so there's not uh, there's not like an additional unit of risk for each additional unit of the air quality health index. It's all just sort of high and 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 bad, and, and we need to moderate our activities, like I said. I've seen some people walking around, or it seems like there's been more people walking around wearing various types of masks. Do those do anything? Yeah, well, this is a really important question um, because it's natural to want to protect ourselves, and I and I get that. Um, but the vast majority of the masks that we're seeing, and I've seen them myself, um, are the flimsy surgical masks that are really just designed to protect from bugs in an operating room. Um, and... The, the only masks that are really going to work are carefully fitted uh, masks that, that are, are bought in a location that most people wouldn't have access to, um, the kinds of masks that have the rubber that fits around the face and have two cartridges that people use when they're doing painting and industrial applications. Um, those will work, but I, I never see those. Now, there are, there are N95, the, the letter N has a Nancy 95 mask that you can get at a hardware store. Those are better than the surgical masks and maybe worth doing if you have a health condition. But the real message is let's not um, rely on masks to protect ourselves because most of the time um, they're going to be insufficient. Um, and they also lead to a, a bit of a problem with making it harder to breathe through the mask. Um, and it's much better to stay indoors and curtail activity. Um, if you have to go outside uh, for work or something like that and you can get an N95 mask, that may help. All right. It does seem like the best advice then is to find a place that you can stay indoors, especially if you have health health concerns, uh, rather than spending time outside in this. Yeah, I keep telling people, you know, as a physician, I, I, I won't advocate being a couch potato, but this is just one of those odd, uh, unusual times that, you know, go to a movie, lie low, um, read a book inside, ideally someplace that has air filtration, and just ride it out. Because you know, usually it's going on day after day, which is I always wake up and hope that, 
it, it's cleared, but looking again, it's still, uh, as you said, you can just see it. Um, it usually doesn't take more than a day or two for this to clear, but this is unusually bad conditions. I mean, I've been uh, reading about uh, data showing it's the worst since the 50s, and it will pass, but yeah, it's time to, time to lay low for this weekend. So is it worse than if you are a healthy person, if you say go for a bike ride or a jog, should you avoid doing that in this weather? Well, I don't. I, I mean, I consider myself healthy, and exercise is so important to my mental and physical health that I still do it, and I don't suffer adverse effects. So you, you could even consider it trial and error, which it, it might sound scary, but I mean, honestly, for a healthy person to go for a run and say, oh, you know, okay, it wasn't, you know, I didn't feel the greatest ever, but, you know, a couple times running in, in this uh, kind of weather and these conditions is, is going to be just fine. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, universally say for for healthy active people that you shouldn't exercise not at all because really honestly the the benefits of those things remain extremely important um it's kind of a case-by-case thing and if you're really in doubt or you really go out there and feel a chest tightness or something then then definitely don't do it for these days that is good advice Uh, professor carlston thank you so much for joining us this morning to talk more about this i appreciate it my pleasure joe vancouver's news vancouver's talk This is News Talk 980 CKNW. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.